We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Okay, you heard that. Respect my game. Please, please. I'm begging. My game's old. I know it is. But I'm still here. Listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And football is back. Matters to me. Matters to a whole lot of people out there. Real football. <laughs> That's what my man Scotty told me in the office. We have real football. And I tell you what, I got some real business I got to take care of. Uh, I, I guess first of all, I want to give a shout out to let everybody know I got a new intern. Uh, my intern is is Mike Washington, and I appreciate the fact that uh, Mike is going to be with me, helping me get things taken care of in the office. I do handle my business. I want all of you to know that. So uh, Mike's going to be in the studios with me from time to time. As a matter of fact. He has to be heading to class in a couple minutes, so I uh, want to make sure that he's safe. But I want to uh, thank him for considering uh, Voice America as a place where he could gain some experience that will land him that big paycheck. And I'll be looking for a lunch or dinner or something like that in return. So, uh, but I also got some other business I got to take care of, too. Um, um, and this is going to take me a long time, but, but I, I don't want to take too long because I can't really give it the justice it deserves if my friends are not here with me. And and I was at a Cardinals game here most recently, a preseason game with my daughter, and she's got a friend. Yeah, my daughter's got a friend. I'm having a heart attack already. But anyway, uh, and I, I'm taking my daughter's friends to the game. I mean, what is that like to be, you know, uh, uh, a boyfriend of, of a girl and her dad used to play pro ball and, and, and you get free tickets? Man, I, I I don't know if I can handle that. You know, I I got I might have to you know change the game, switch the game up a little bit. I might make him pay for his ticket. <laughs> no, I, but but anyway, on that bus trip back, you know, because they do that like that at the Cardinal Stadium. They have this transportation where you can get on this bus, the yellow bus back. You know, like we used to ride back in the day, not the little yellow bus, but a big yellow bus. And um, I met some guys that was from the dog pound. I mean, can you imagine? You know, we, I know we got Ohio State West out here, but uh, West Dog Pound? As a matter of fact, we have a huge West Dog Pound out here, the largest Cleaver Browns uh, backers club in the country, probably in the world, exists out here. And I met, I'm going to call them friends because that, that's, what they were, that's what they were. I mean, they were, I mean, it was like when they talked about their experiences 
at the Cleveland Browns games, you know, it was like it was magical. It was it was priceless. And so Bill Woodard, I just Bill shout out. Going to have Bill on the show. He and I going to finish the conversation we had on the bus. And of course, uh, his his good friend Roger was there with him. Um, and they, 25 years ago, and I'm going to celebrate what happened 25 years ago. And for those of you who don't know, 25 years ago, I had just graduated from high school 10 years prior to that, and got a chance to go back to my hometown to play pro football and to play in two playoff games. And two of the greatest games in the history of playoff in the National Football League. And and I shared that experience with two guys, well-accomplished men, that they were telling their best story of their lives. And, and I, too, was telling the best story of my life, and we shared that together. And it was a great moment for me, and I hope it was for them. So, again, shout out to Bill Woodard, and Bill's going to be on with me probably next week. And, uh, of course, I said, uh, Roger, I think it's... Uh, Gettys can't pronounce your last name, Roger, but uh, attorney at law. <laughs> so uh, uh, Roger knows uh, sometimes that name's a little confusing to to pronounce. But um, I had a great time with with those gentlemen. But um, I guess this must be about Ohio, and I guess this 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 show must uh, be about um, you know people from that great state, the heart of it all. But more importantly, the Hall of Fame city, because I, I have a guest today with me, uh, who's he and I are going to talk some things. And um, mm, I hope we're still friends at the end of the show <laughs> because uh, I just have a perspective uh, of a life that I feel that, you know, part of me helping and giving back is to at least bring, um, you know, and shed some enlightenment to some young men who may be in a space that they've never been in before. And uh, they can walk in sometimes and be overwhelmed. Uh, family maybe never experienced these type things. So uh, we want to make sure that we don't let... You know, the, the what is it, the, the lion, you know, into, uh, I don't know, some kind of den, whatever in there becomes a prey. And uh, this person is uh, a very, very uh, well-accomplished man uh, who's done some outstanding things, uh, has an impeccable relationship uh, with his players. But I'm going to, you know, bring some questions to him, to him from a different perspective. You know, and uh, I'm sure he'll do uh, sure he'll do a great job. But what I'm going to do right now is first I'm going to tell Mike, Mike, you got to hit the road. You got a class coming up, man, and I want you to be late. So I'm going to see you in the office tomorrow. tomorrow, Okay, so um, I'm saying goodbye to my intern for those of you out there who don't know what I'm doing right now. But um, but right now what I want to do is I believe if I'm not mistaken, I'm looking at the screen. I don't see it here, but I believe that uh, Eugene Lee is on with me. Eugene, are you there? I am. I am, Ray. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. It's football. It's football. It's real football, Eugene. (laughs) That it is. It's not, even though it's not practice, and and practice is important, it's real football. And and I'm going to talk a little bit about practice, although it's not one of your players. There's somebody who, who can't practice. Uh, and and I, I want to discuss that with you a, a little bit, but uh, uh, but first, Eugene, I, I, I just want to congratulate you. I've I've done a little bit of homework on you, not as much as I should, but I, I do. I know that you represent uh, you know several players in the National Football League. You've been doing that very well, accomplished uh, accomplished man, uh, impeccable resume, uh, and and you got something coming up on on ESPN as well. Am I correct? 
That is correct, Ray. We were very fortunate and blessed to have been chosen as the NFL agency to be followed during the pre-draft period from this past January through April. It is a documentary being produced by ESPN Films. It's sort of a, of a takeoff on their 30 for 30 series. And the documentary is being directed by Morgan Spurlock, Academy Award nominee for Super Size Me. And it's basically going behind the scenes in the real-life world of sports agents and what goes on behind the scenes when you're representing pro athletes. And they followed both myself and my agency on the NFL side, and they followed Peter Greenberg on the baseball side. Peter Greenberg represents many Major League, ba- Major League Baseball players, including Johan Santana for the Mets. So it was a thrilling ride, and the documentary will air on October 11th on ESPN at 8 p.m. So it made me feel good. It made me feel like we were doing something right. We are doing something right, and we're being recognized for that. Well, as I said, Eugene, one thing that I've always taken pride in is to to be one that leads by example. Um, and I continue to do that even today. I've made some mistakes in my life. I'm not perfect. But whenever I can lead by example, you know, I try to. And so uh, one of the things that I want to do is, um, and again, this is just so that for those people out there that don't understand, um, you know, when you choose an agent, for most players that uh, are in a position where they need to have legal representation as they go into an NFL and prepare for an NFL draft, the majority of times this is happening for the first time to these families. There, there are some families out there, like the Manning family, of which we're going to talk about a little bit later, that the dad has had experience, and then there's also a brother that had experience. So for Eli, you know, it was a little different. But the majority right. of these households that you walk into and on these campuses where you approach some of these players, now some of their friends had had the experience prior to, but the individuals themselves, many times they are experiencing something for the first time. Is that an advantage for you and a disadvantage for them, or is that something else? There is no advantage there. I look at it in the second way you described it, Ray. There is no advantage. There's no, there's no advantage for either party. I mean, you're not really looking to gain anything in that certain situation. What you are looking for is to, the first, first thing that needs to be taken into account is that you're sitting down with a family of a young man in whom you believe. You believe this young man has the ability to play on Sundays, to play at the next level. But for my agency in particular, we also believe in this young man off the field, that he's going to make the right decisions, that he's a young man of character. And so when we sit down in that family room, regardless of the experience the family has in dealing with this type of opportunity that lies before them, and most families will not really have had the experience. I mean, the closest thing they'll have is the college recruiting process for their son. But it's not an advantage. It's not a disadvantage. It's an opportunity for an agency and an agent that cares about their son to come into the living room and to impart to them, to bring them up to speed, to inform them on every part of the process from start to finish, what happens during the senior season, during their son's senior season, what happens when scouts come to his practices and come, they come to his games, what they look for. You know, do they look not only for the way he plays, but how does he, how does he correspond, how does he interact with his teammates? Is he a leader? Does he mope on bad plays? Does he bounce back? Is he one of the last guys up out of the pile? There are different things they look for. And we just want to bring them up to speed. In terms of our agency, we want them to understand and to know 
what we have to offer in terms of the credentials and the skill set of our management team, the connections we have throughout the NFL, and the types of resources we have in terms of training facilities, interview coaches, sports psychologists, nutritionists. So I look at it as nothing more than a great opportunity to sit down and really educate and inform a potential client and his family on what you can offer. And yeah. I, I love it. Well, let, let me just it. say this, Eugene, and, and again, man, I hope when it's all done we're still friends, but i, I got to say it like this. Even though from your perspective you may look as if it's a neutral playing field and there is no advantage, all those things you just mentioned are things that you know of which pro scouts and pro teams are looking for, and yet still you have a player over here who has no idea of what they're looking for. So I, I think that's somewhat of an advantage for you because this guy is about to walk into a situation where he really do, he doesn't know because it's, you know, some guys say it's this, other guys say it's that, but you've been a person who sat down at the table negotiating the contract on behalf of a player and you know exactly the things that these teams are looking for in its players. There, there are many guys that, you know, you talked about some things that happen off the field. For the life of me, I don't think the young guys are getting it still because they continue to make some of the same mistakes that generations prior to them were making, and it's affecting them. It's, it's, it's hurting them bad in their pocketbooks. Right. <laughs> and, you know, right. it hit them right where it counts. And, and, and again, it's, you know, they hear it, but they don't really know it. But you can sit down and you can tell them, well, let me tell you this. Last year I represented this player, and uh, he was fined, uh, you know, $50,000. That's $50,000 that he couldn't uh, keep in his household. He couldn't pay his bills with that $50,000. He was $50,000 short um, of whatever his contract was. Uh, there was also this player that off the field, he got in trouble for doing this. And I know you think it's okay to do that, but but you can't do that. So um, I I think it's really um, you know not necessarily maybe an advantage is probably not the right word to use, but certainly there is uh, some knowledge and some information that you have that you can share with these guys that certainly helps uh, put them in a, a comfort zone, and, if you will. And I think you you've touched on it too, Ray. In terms of of an advantage, it does provide us with some type of competitive advantage over another agency in the recruitment of that player. The fact that we can bring him and his family up to speed on what scouts look for during his senior season, that we can walk him through every part of the process, talk about real-life stories about clients whom we've represented over the past several years, what we've been able to do for them in certain situations, how we've been able to raise an undrafted free agent to a draftable player, to a drafted player, by giving him the best training, telling him what to do, by working our contacts at the Combine, at his pro day, leveraging interest from teams, pre-draft visits to really push him up the draft board. We can talk about these real-life case studies, and there's nothing better for a family or a young man or a young recruit to listen to a real-life story because it really pulls in everything that you talk about, what you can do for him, the services you offer, and it pulls it together in a, in a very poignant illustration about this is something that I've done and this is how it translates. So I love it. I love it. I love being able to speak about our clients and what we've been able to do because I believe that it, there's sort of a snowball effect there. As the word gets out and you continue to do right by your players, the word will continue to get out. Yeah, and there's no and doubt that that word are. will get out. And that, that snowball effect is, is something that I think uh, 
uh, more and more of it needs to happen. I, I've always felt that, you know, word of mouth, advertising, promotion, whatever is, is really priceless. You can put a price on some other stuff, but when you have somebody who's willing to speak from their personal experience and, and not willing to speak based upon what they heard, uh, I, I think that's priceless. Listen, we're going to have to take a break here, Eugene. I'm, I'm sure you're going to stay with me because we have a lot more to talk about. Uh, I, of course, am speaking with uh, Eugene Lee. He's the president of ETL Associates and got a special coming up on ESPN. So we're going to take this break and we'll be right back. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And we'll be right back. Great. flagship station for sports voice america sports so andy serling packed his bags left the city and is enjoying his temporary digs in saratoga but that won't stop us from bringing you playing to win the best online handicapping show for serious horse players catch andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of august on location from the beautiful saratoga race course he and his guests are some of the best in the biz they bring you new insights to making money and they tell it like it is i'm three five one in this race but the three is very much the one to be we're going to completely disagree on this race i absolutely despise her especially at one to two and it's anything but the same old horse racing show this is a nine horse field but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras playing to win with andy serling a show seriously committed to making more money at the game but with a personality this is a dunce cap horse for me if this horse wins next week i got the dunce cap on you bet.com's playing to win presented by the daily racing form look for it the day before big race days mostly fridays find a complete schedule in the daily racing form or click on playing to win at you bet.com Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Okay, you hear that music, you know the show. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. Got my homeboy. Yeah, I'm going to keep it real. This is a homeboy from Canton, Ohio. You know, just a decorated agent who's been doing, you know, great things with a lot of guys out there. Uh, Eugene Lee. And uh, Lee, Eugene, of course, is the president of ETL Associates. Uh, Eugene, I understand, man, there's offices in New York, L.A., Houston. I mean, there's quite a few offices. Am I correct? Yes, we've been, it's been an exciting last few years. So we've been able, you know, our headquarters are in New York City. Uh, we've been able to expand the last few years, and we look forward to continuing to build the agency. Now, when I say my homeboy, I want everybody to understand what I'm saying. This young man, like myself, is born and raised in the Hall of Fame city, Canton, Ohio. We don't need to say anything else. So Exactly. <laughs> and I'm throwing him 
on the grill. I, I just want you guys to know that, uh, you know, as as I speak to him, uh, I'm speaking from a position of I want to make sure that any player, whoever steps into Eugene's office and, and said that he heard uh, him on this show, uh, that I didn't make this a cakewalk for him. I, I want to ask questions because, Eugene, let me just say this. I know that when I came out of school, I started uh, interviewing some people, if you will, uh, when I was 21. You know, um, I turned 22 in April. Uh, actually, was drafted for my birthday, even though it was uh, the next to the last pick. I thank God that I was drafted. But, um, you know, one thing about it, it's hard for young men, uh, particularly from my generation. It may be different today. Uh, these young men to understand that, you know, when it comes to, you know, deciding on an agent, they really are making that decision. They really are interviewing you. You're there interviewing for a job. They're not interviewing for a job. I mean, they're going to make a decision if you're the right agency for them to go for. Let, let me ask you that in terms of the tables kind of being reversed. Finally, a young man, you know, throughout his career, you know, has always been in a position that coaches telling him this, you know, somebody else is telling him that. Now, he's got to make probably the biggest decision in his life at that time to choose an agent. Let's reverse it, if you will. Would you be uncomfortable sitting in that chair trying to pick an agent? And would you pick your agency? And I'm sure you're going to say you would pick your agency. But I'm going <laughs> to let you decide, you know, tell people why. Of course, you did a little bit of that. But let's talk about being uncomfortable. Do you ever see young men that you feel like, you know, man, I really wouldn't want to be in that seat? Well, you know, I think the process can be overwhelming, Ray, especially if you're a highly touted, high-round, potential high-round NFL draft pick in the spring. You're going to be approached by hundreds of agents and agencies, most of which really don't have either the experience, the credentials, the connections, or the expertise to represent you to the level that you deserve. But... I would actually, being in that position at the same point in time, it's a, it's a blessing, it's a privilege, because it, it means that you have performed at the highest level and that you have the athletic ability and the skill set to play professionally and make quite a lucrative living doing what you love, playing a game in this country. So if I didn't have the support system of a family or a mentor, whether it be a high school coach or a guardian or parents that could help guide me through the process, I would definitely be feel a little bit overwhelmed being in that position, having hundreds of agents and agencies sending me materials, calling me, emailing me, wanting to represent me. But most kids nowadays, they do have that support system, whether it be their parents or a high school coach. And that adult guardian is able to guide them through the process and help filter out some of the riffraff and get down to a core group of agents and agencies that can really do the job for whether it be their son or a young man whom they care about a great deal. Now, you just brought up something there, and I didn't want to go there, but I'm glad you brought it up, Eugene, instead of me, because you said some of the riffraff. And, and you know today there's a lot of riffraff that's out there. Let, let me ask you this. First of all, before we get to the riffraff, what are some of the things that, regardless if it's your agency or any agency, what are some of the things that a player should be looking for in his representation? What should he expect from his agent? And, and I'm not sure today uh, that it's quite like it was when I came out. 
So maybe you can paint a picture of a young man that's sitting down that says your son. And you would say, son, in choosing an agent, here are some things that you should look for and that are prerequisites for you to choose uh, a specific agent. I think the first thing you look at, Ray, when you choose an agent, you look at character attributes. There have to be some core character traits that will go beyond the work you do for that client or actually provide the foundation for the work you do for that client. Trust, integrity, loyalty, work ethic. Those are non-negotiable qualities that a successful agent must have. Those are core qualities. Once you go beyond that, at the end of the day, that agent must be able to have a relationship, a personal relationship with his client. So you need to have an agent who's going to be able to speak to a client, communicate well. You're going to have to vibe back and forth. And as long as you have that and you have that core core group of qualities present, then you're going to be able to build on that relationship over time. I think that contract negotiation is the key. It's the essential component of any agency relationship. You want an agent who either has significant experience negotiating contracts or has the background, whether it be through law, which, which I have in terms of contractual law, or just negotiating contracts for corporate clients. You need to have some type of ability to read a contract, to insert language and provisions that would benefit your client and remove provisions and language that would be detrimental to your client. So having that type of background to negotiate contracts skillfully, that is a prerequisite as well. You also want an agent, Ray, that has connections, that knows people throughout the NFL, GMs, personnel directors, scouts, coaches. You want to be able to, and no agent, regardless of how many clients they represent, no agent will get you drafted any higher than another agent just by having his name on that SRA. However, what an agent can do... Eugene, I'm sorry. I I didn't mean to cut you off, but I I just wanted you to emphasize that and repeat that again because I I think there is uh, some misconception out there about it, an agent being able to improve your draft status based upon, I don't know, whatever kind of scenarios, but what you just said I I thought was a pretty important uh, point. What I said was that no agent can get you drafted any higher than another agent simply by having his name on your standard rep agreement. That, that doesn't fly. Now, what an agent can do, an agent can provide you with the best resources in terms of training for the combine, in terms of preparing for your interviews at the combine. An agent can leverage his contacts throughout the NFL to make sure that the most accurate, up-to-date, comprehensive information about you is made available to true decision-makers in all 32 NFL teams. An agent can get... If there's film that needs to be distributed, you know, most NFL teams will have your game film if you come from a D1 college, but if you come from a smaller school, if there's game film that needs to be sent out, we can be, it can be sent out via email or via DVD. An agent can do that for you. If there are any issues that need to be addressed in terms of an academic ineligibility, something of that nature, an agent can help prep you for those questions, whether it be at the combine or your pro day or a pre-dress visit. So... At the end of the day, it's not the name of the agent, but it's the work the agent does that will help you maximize your draft status. Let me ask you something. Is it important uh, speed dial on your phone? I'm not going to ask you who or how many, but is it important for one to know that uh, a, partic- a particular agent or agency uh, can get a phone call returned? Absolutely. You want... A player deserves, especially a high-round player, deserves an agent 
who has the contacts within and throughout the NFL to get through and to have that player considered, legitimately considered and evaluated. Now, that's not to say that an agent can place a call and all of a sudden a team is going to sign that player because that agent called. It doesn't happen like that. But what an agent can do, an agent who has developed many productive working relationships throughout the NFL, that agent can have your player legitimately evaluated and analyzed. You know, game film to be actually pulled up on that player and reviewed by the pro personnel director, by the player personnel director, legitimately reviewed and evaluated, and then the team can make their decision. So that's what an agent can do with the right contacts. And that should be a serious consideration for any player coming out in the NFL draft. Okay, I got a question here, and this is, this, this is mm-hmm. just kind of a joke, but it's a, it's a serious question. Can an agent improve my Wonderlink score? <laughs> I mean, because, on the Wonderlick. The Wonderlick is a 50 multiple choice question test administered in 12 minutes. It's, it's given at the NFL Scouting Combine. It's given at Pro Days. It is what NFL teams use to gauge whether or not a young man will be able to pick up a playbook or a young man's aptitude capacity to pick up an NFL playbook. Okay, I don't want, hey, Eugene, let me cut you off there, man. Listen, I'm, listen now, I don't, I'm not going to ask you if you passed the bar the first time we're around, but just because <laughs> if you didn't pass the bar the first time doesn't mean you're not a good lawyer. Some people just don't, you know, they don't test well. And then some of those questions on the test, oh, come on, really? I agree with you completely, Ray. You know, out of 50 multiple choice questions, when we prep our guys for the one to look, we say, look, unless you do extremely bad or unless you score a perfect score like Ryan Fitzpatrick did, the quarterback from Harvard a couple years ago, it's not going to hurt or hinder you if you score anywhere in the, in the middle area. Now, Akili Smith, it raised some eyebrows because he apparently scored four or six out of 50 the first time around, and then his score jumped by about 25 answers the next time around. So there were some questions regarding the veracity of that second test. But you know, at the end of the day, if you're right in that middle area, it's not going to hurt or hinder you. Well, let me ask you, can't we get together and, and, and put the, together a test that has more to do with football? I mean, I, create some two-minute situations if you're on offense or defense. You know, check, some, uh, check with me at the line of scrimmage kind of test. Yeah, come on, really. This is supposed to be a test to measure one's aptitude and, and, and how quickly he can adapt to the game at the National Football League level, and yet still they may ask you some questions about, I don't know, if the lady in the stands has on a yellow shirt, what does that mean? Oh, come on. It's, <laughs> I, I really don't understand that. But we're going to go past that and, and talk to, uh, about some something else that's really uh, important to me because you, you talked about the support that uh, one might have at home or might not have. You talked about uh, a high school coach uh, that one might uh, uh, have trust within that coach or maybe even somebody at the professional level. But many times there are outside influences that come into the kid's life at a much younger age that sustain those relationships into the recruiting of high school. Yes, I said recruiting of high school. And, of course, my good friend knows a little bit about that. It happens back there uh, in Stark County. We know a little bit about <laughs> that. And, and then recruiting at the college level. And then, of course, that decision time when it comes to uh, pro football. But i got to take a break. I hear a little bit of music in the background. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. Of course, i got Eugene Lee with me, the president of ETL Associates. And we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back.
your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. When it comes to youth and high school football, listen each week to Coach Al Gross at First and Ten Football. Coach covers vital topics relating to the latest trend on a national level. Join Coach as he interviews personalities from the NFL, NCAA, and the top high school coaches from around the country. Catch all the interviews and get in-depth information online at www.firstand10football.com. Your national resource for youth and high school football. First and Ten Football is... Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Coast to Coast Mixtapes.com. that time you listen to rail of sports on the voice america network i'm in phoenix living like it matters i escaped from the state of ohio but uh i'm not the only one that did of course my good friend eugene lee is not a resident of the city of canton ohio anymore we love it dearly uh, it is the foundation from which we came from and started from and continues to support our life and our everyday life and it has given us a chance to circle back and have this conversation and uh, we've talked about everything from A to Z, and there's a couple things that I heard uh, in some of the remarks that Eugene made, uh, and I wanted to go back and, and visit those things, and, and he talked about riffraff. And, and riffraff, when it comes to sports in particular, I'm not just going to say football because it's out there in basketball too, and sometimes uh, some of the riffraff is, is able to penetrate the lives of these young men, and you get outside influences, and some of them, you know, are positive, but then some of them bring a little bit of too much drama to the table, and they could affect it in a negative way, the lives of these young men. Uh, you know, it's happened at The Ohio State University, it, it's happened at the U, and uh, there is high school, I'll say grade school. Uh, there are grade school, I guess, Pop Warner football, where people are actually betting on games in the stands of these young men. And it, that's a shame. I'm, I'm totally against that. And, and then there are other things that happen at different points of their lives. And these people come into their lives, and 
these kids are shopped. These kids are leveraged uh, for the benefit of personal gain for individuals. And then some of them come back sometimes and they're looking for a payday. You know, sometimes, and we're not talking about Mr. Lee here, uh, agents may get involved, you know, earlier than they should, which I think was the case down at the U. Uh, I'm not going to say the Ohio State is obviously uh, we've already been pulled on the carpet, but uh, we're not innocent. But there's so much going on in these young men in their lives at such an early age. And I, I'm, Eugene, I'm sure you've seen everything from A to Z. I remember, I, I'm going to tell this quick story when you talk about gambling and the games. I remember an incident that happened when I was a kid. And somebody told me that because of what had happened to me, the bookies had taken the game off of the sheet for that week. And uh, so I, I've been aware that some of these things could happen, that these things go on. But wow, what, what, how do you protect? The, the game. How, how do you protect these kids from outside influences? I'm not saying all the influences are bad, uh, but on these campuses where you've got people who are very wealthy, they want to give these young men money. Um, you know, they want to. They're not. I don't think they're trying to pay them or influence them to blow a game, but uh, they're wealthy. They have boats. They have nice cars. They have limousines. They, they own restaurants. Um, they want to say thank you. We have rules, and these players are breaking them, but where do you see this going? Is there, are there, is there going to be a drastic change in the rules and regulations as it results to college football? And does it have to go down and also perhaps maybe consider starting some of these, you know, putting these systems in place at the high school level? Uh, Ray, I think what you're going to see as a result of what's happened across the country, especially down in Miami, Florida, and Ohio State, you're going to see more schools get very involved, very stringent about the recruiting process, the agent recruiting process. Georgia, for instance, this year, they've given certain periods of time when a player can be contacted during the season. The school limits contact with players to one text message, one text message per week on Monday, on Monday of that week, and that's it from the period from the start of the season to the end of the season. So schools are being very, schools are starting to be much more stringent in policing agents and boosters in terms of their activity. Now, the hard part and the reason for this type of problem is the fact that players aren't stupid. They realize that football is a big revenue. It's a huge revenue sport for any university or college. They realize how much money they are making the university. And a lot of these young men do not come from affluent homes. And they are making the, they're making the university or college so much money in terms of the sport, yet they're having a hard time to scrounge up enough money to go get a taco at Taco Bell or a burrito at Chipotle. And that's the, that's the dichotomy. That's the, the part that may need to be changed. The NCAA may need to start paying athletes a stipend. You know, if they're going to be a major D1 athlete playing a major D1 sport like football, a big revenue producer, then I think if you if you begin paying some of these athletes a stipend, a reasonable stipend, a weekly stipend or a monthly stipend, a lot of the negative influences, a lot of the the boosters, a lot of the stuff that you've seen occur throughout the country, the need will be alleviated. 
players will then have their own spending money. They won't be, they won't need as much in terms of being able to live a comfortable, relatively comfortable lifestyle. And I think you're going to see that as a possible solution to what's been happening. You know, it's interesting you say that because uh, I, and I don't know if you saw on ESPN, but of course they had uh, the, uh, the blueprint or a round table or, or whatever, and, and they threw this term out there, the cost of attendance. And, uh, you know, I don't know how they're going to come up with this, this figure of cost of attendance, but I'm sure there's some way they, could, they certainly could come up with it. Uh, but then there was also, you know, the question about, well, what do you, you know, how do you measure that or, or how do you come up with that figure when you're talking about a Bowling Green compared to, okay, let's talk about Ohio State University or when you're talking about an Akron or you're talking about Ohio State University. Here's what I feel. I, I feel that, listen, that they can come up with it just as when teams go to bowl games or, uh, or when teams, uh, you know, travel, uh, there's a, 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 you know, a per diem that you get when you travel. Uh, they come up with that number, and you know the bottom line is uh, everybody gets the same thing. You know, whatever in terms of that team. You know, Ohio State may be different than Bowling Green, but but certainly everybody on on the Ohio State team will get the same amount of money uh, as opposed to somebody else. Because there was also a question thrown out: It's like, okay, Terrell Pryor was signing all these jerseys, and he got paid X amount of dollars. Well, what about an offensive lineman? Nobody would want to pay uh, an offensive lineman. Uh, this is what I simply said. I compare that to the National Football League. And there are some people that are in higher demand than others. Like quarterbacks get paid more money than, you know, a defensive back does. You know, but it's a system that's in place and, and people can live with it and they adjust to it. Do you think there's a chance that, you know, this cost of attendance or perhaps maybe, you know, allowing players to, to get compensated um, for maybe signing autographs or whatever, Do, will those things ever happen? You you believe will, that, will those kind of systems come in play? Where okay, it's not a penalty to do that anymore. I think the NCAA will research all options and solutions. I think my gut feeling is that whatever they institute, Ray, it will be a uniform measure. I don't think that they're going to go that far in depth where they're going to determine and calculate the true revenue-producing potential of a quarterback as compared to an interior offensive lineman. I think it will be a uniform implementation of a set stipend. And at the end of the day, I mean, quarterbacks and big-time players and high-round recruits, high-round NFL potential high-round NFL picks know that they're making the university, the college, a lot more money than a second-string, underclass, you know, interior offensive lineman. But it's something. And it's something that hopefully will allow them to live comfortably and will allow them to forego a lot of the unscrupulous individuals out there that are looking to prey upon them and offer them a shortcut to success. Well, you know, in this particular case, I'm going to defend those people out there that have been vilified because of the fact that they've given players money and they've bought players' cars and things of that nature. And I just want to say there is this... This this human um, thing inside of us called emotion, and you know humans do have emotions, and and I think we get emotionally attached to sports. I mean, if you think about it, once you reach the professional level, you don't get a handshake after a ball game. If you do, it's a handshake. It's empty. At a college and university, you might get a handshake, and it might have something in it. When you go and you play pro football. 
and the fans are no more. Listen, I'll tell you what, Ohio State has nothing on the dog pound. But after the Ohio State game, you know, it may be a little different than it is after the Browns game. You know, the Browns game, uh, you know, nobody's giving you a car. Nobody's make. They may make some adjustment. A car dealer may make some adjustment. You may do a ticket deal with them, but 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 see, at the professional level, you're compensated. So the money issue has kind of been taken away from the table. But the fans are still the same. They do the same thing. If you were to go to Morton's, and we had the guy from Morton's in here the other day, you know, the fan would still want to pick up your tab. Those are the kind of things that I I, I think we may go a little bit too far. If some guys are out and they're having dinner and a booster walks in and he says, you know, wow, you see, I, I want that tab. I, I'll just I'll pick up that tab for those guys. I don't think that's a bad thing. I mean, do you, Eugene? I mean, to pick up a dinner tab is should a school no, get suspended for that kind of stuff? Ray. I agree with you 100. percent You know, I'm a I'm a Notre Dame alum. I went there for undergrad and for law school, and it, it makes me happy when I go back, whether it be just a regular undergraduate student in the business college or it's a football player you want to be able to show the fact that hey you know i was there before i was a student in your position at my alma mater i'm in a position now where i can you know, i can help pick up a tab for dinner whether it be an undergraduate student or whomever just because i went there and i know what it's like to be in school and not have the the money yet not have the income not have the job so I think you're right. I think that sometimes we, we can go a little too far, and I think that common sense needs to dictate the solution from here. Yeah, and I, and I, and I, and I you know what, and it's so funny you say that, because many times in, in football, a lot of times, you know, your common sense, where is it? it, it, it there's no room for common sense, and I, and I truly believe it is. You mentioned the, the quarterback that, that, that's from Harvard University that's playing in the league now. As a matter of fact, my daughter goes to that high school, and I bet you if, if, if she was, in, and some of her friends from Highland, uh, is he still at Buffalo? Is he still playing for the Buffalo Bills, uh, the quarterback from Harvard? Patrick? Yeah, yeah. I think he is. I, I've been hitting my head, and I should have had that. But when you threw that out there, if they were in Buffalo, and he walked into a restaurant, and there was a bunch of kids there from Highland, he saw their Highland shirts, and he walked on over there, I bet you he'd probably pick up their tab. And so why, if it were reversed, if they were, you know, the alums, and, and he was up there playing ball at Harvard, and they walked in and saw him having dinner, and they were from Highland High School, and they picked up his tab, Oh God! Then you know it'd be a big mess. But, but I agree with you. But uh, we're, we're going to go past that because I think they want me to take a break again. Guys, breaks! I have to take breaks. <laughs> I'm going to take this break. It's going to be the last one, and we're going to come back. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Finney's living like it matters. I'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. 
Pfizer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Do you feel the need for speed? Whatever your addiction, NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One, or even lawnmower racing, Pit Pass USA has got you covered. Larry Henry here, host of Pit Pass USA. I put my 30-plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster to work to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing. Pit Pass USA with Larry Henry. Your front row seat to the world of racing. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Be there or get a DNF. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Okay, we're back here from Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Of course, I have with me the star of the dotted line, if you will, <laughs> Eugene Lee. Eugene is the president of uh, ETL and Associates. And the dotted line, of course, is going to be seen October the 11th at 8 p.m. I believe that's Eastern Standard Time on ESPN. We'll continue to talk about that and help promote that uh, because this is one of my homeboys, true homeboy from Canton, <laughs> Ohio, the Hall of Fame city. That. So we'll continue from there. Well, listen, I like to do this whenever I can. You know, when I was a rookie, you know, sometimes fans, oh man, they can be the best thing in the world, but sometimes they could just pierce your heart and your ego so bad. And I remember just walking up uh, the hill one time, you know, after practice was over and these little kids was running around getting autographs and there was a couple of us, you know, rookies, you know, back there. And and then, of course, it was Wilbur Montgomery and Ron Jaworski and Harold Carmichael up ahead of us and the little kids, you know, and little kids like, no, nah, man, come on, they're just rookies. Let's go up here and get, you know, oh, no, it just hurt me. So, listen, I think anybody who makes the roster of a National Football League player is important in that business, they're the greatest to ever play the game because only the best ever get a chance to make those teams and to step on those fields. So they're some of the greatest athletes in the world that ever played the game, and you have some of those. So I just want to take a, a minute or two or as long as you want to uh, to talk about uh, you know some of the guys that you represent, Eugene, and, and, and how they got there. You know, and, and, of course, some get there. It's never easy. But, you know, some it's a very high profile and a lot of attention and some kind of sneak in like I did. And next thing you know, playing in the AFC championship game. So, hey, let's talk about some of your guys and uh, tell me how they're doing. Hopefully everybody made it through healthy. Yep. Well, the, we can go back to that one, the, the healthy, the healthy aspect. Oh, but yeah. you're right, Ray. People, until you actually become involved in the industry and really become immersed in the business of pro football, people really don't truly understand how difficult it is to make a 53-man NFL roster. There is so much competition out there. Every player on a training camp roster was the best of the best at their school. Whether it be a D1 school or a college, they were the big man on campus. And then they go to their NFL team and they have 79 other big men on campuses on their team. 
players that were bigger, faster, stronger than the best player they ever lined up against in college. And that's consistent throughout every single game. So it is so hard to make an NFL roster nowadays, but we're fortunate to have several clients continuing their careers, building on their careers. One in particular, great success story, Sergio Brown, safety for the New England Patriots. Sergio was an undrafted free agent last year out of the University of Notre Dame. Very athletic player. Arguably the best athlete on the Notre Dame team. Same year, Golden Tate came out. A lot of the other players came out from that school. Sergio was known for doing standing backflips in his <laughs> uniform after every Notre Dame victory. But very explosive player, 6'2", 210, ran a 4'4", at his pro day workout. He came in last year, made the team, worked his way up. Was an excellent special teams player. Came into training camp this year ready to take his career to the next level. And the good news over the last weekend during final cuts was that the Patriots let go and released Pro Bowl safety Brandon Merriweather. Right. And they have moved up Sergio Brown to be the starting strong safety across from Patrick Chung. So he has gone from being an undrafted rookie last year to being a starter in the NFL in the course of one year, and he has outplayed, and he basically took the job of a Pro Bowl player at that position, which is unheard of. So we are ready for the start of the NFL season, ready to capitalize on many different opportunities that are going to come his way. Another player, another client of mine who was having a phenomenal camp for the New York Giants, Brian Witherspoon, cornerback, kick returner, number 29 for the Giants. Brian was having a phenomenal camp, was locking down every single receiver during training camp, during the first preseason game against the Panthers. And unfortunately, in the second preseason game against the Bears, Monday Night Football, he tore his ACL on a punt return. So Spoon was having a tremendous, tremendous preseason, was on his way to being at least a nickel, possibly a starting corner with the loss of Terrell Thomas. But he went on IR, and he's in the process of having his surgery and rehabbing, getting ready for next year. But that doesn't take away from his body of work, what he did to accomplish and to get where he has gotten. So we look forward to the future, and you know it's going to be a very exciting next year for, for Brian. Well, you know, that, that that's the thing about it. it I, and I try to tell guys on any given, they hear it all the time. For us, it's Sundays. It, it happens on Saturdays. Uh, but injuries are, are something that's their major part of the game. I finished with a neck injury. Uh, it kind of leads me into something that I, you know, it's not one of your clients, but something just to, to throw out there. Uh, Peyton Manning, you know, neck injury. Uh, something not to be played with. And I, I touched on this, and I, I'm going to take credit for this because I threw it out there because I know what happened to me when I had a neck injury, and nobody was talking about it. So I was wondering, to, did Peyton get a, a, a paycheck? And, and also, was, was he getting a pass from the media? Because there's something wrong. You, you don't make the highest paid man in football, uh, make him the highest paid when he's injured. And so the injury to, to Peyton Manning, you know, could, in my opinion, it could be career-ending. Um, one thing that I was lucky to have in place, you know, was, you know, insurance policies. Uh, are, are those some of the things that you recommend that the majority of your guys, you know, take out those policies, Lords of London, or a team supplying those contracts nowadays or is still up to the individual player and their representative to take care of that? You can take out permanent disability, total disability, life insurance, excuse me, insurance policies, not life insurance, but regular insurance policies. But the NFLPA has negotiated a pretty substantial benefit 
four-tiered benefit system for retired players. And, you know, I still think that there is work, substantial work that needs to be done, you know, especially when you see the John Mackeys of, of the NFL, players that have given their all to the game yet who did not receive enough of a pension or enough in terms of benefits where they were able to live with some of the injuries that their post-NFL career brought to them. So a lot more work needs to be done, but it is still up to to the player and his representative to procure that type of insurance, the career-ending injury insurance. And a lot of times the premium rate, it's much more prohibitive than you would think. And in order for the premium to be worth the cost, you need to be in that top 1% of income earners in the NFL. Well, you know, believe players like me, Peyton Manning, well, Tom like Brady. I, like I so said, I'm most blessed. of these guys, it doesn't make sense to take out that type of insurance. Well, like I said, uh, Eugene, I'm sorry, I should have let you finish your statement there, but I, I was blessed, and, and I'm one of those guys, and I, and I took out one of those premiums, and thank God that I did, because uh, as I said, uh, it was in the first game of my second year uh, in Cleveland, in the New Orleans Saints, uh, in, down there in the um, Superdome, I think it's called, but Either way, I, I had an injury uh, that was um, it was career ending. I played the rest of that season, but I, I really should have never uh, played the entire season with the type of injury that I had. So I thank God that I'm at least I'm you know able to enjoy my family and uh, have right. a good time and still all my faculties everything's working. But uh, but but Peyton's pretty serious. I mean, as Allen Iverson says, we're talking about practice. And the doctors have said, the doctors have said he shouldn't even practice this week. And you and I know in the National Football League, you don't even touch quarterbacks. And the doctors have said he shouldn't practice. That lets you know how serious that neck injury is. Well, listen, again, uh, Eugene, the heck with Peyton Manning. I got Eugene Lee. One more time, tell me when that HBO special is going to be on and the name of it is again. The documentary is called The Dotted Line. And it will air on ESPN on October 11th at 8 p.m. And, okay, listen, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, is there a website they can reach you or a phone number, whatever you want to give, go right ahead. Our company website is, it's very easy to remember its name of the company. It's www.etlassociates.com. And we like to say the ETL stands for the ultimate goal, which is enter the league. Wow, I like that. Hey, I tell you what, my ultimate goal was to have a friend on the show today, and I accomplished that. So, Eugene, thank you very much. You know I'm going to be in touch with you because we got some more business right. we got to take care of. Hey, all of you out there who's been listening, thank you so much. I mean, I'm living the dream out here in Phoenix, Arizona. You've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and I'll see you next time, which will be the best. Go, 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 go. On the count of three, everybody run back to your fantasy now. Go, 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 and on the count of three. Go, 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 and on the count of three. Go, 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 go. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.